Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul, and thank you so much for spending your time with me here for this episode. We're going to talk about emotions. Emotions are a major part of our lives. They're how we interact with people. They're how we feel. They're how we navigate our system of perception. And in soul recovery, what we're learning is we're learning how to feel emotions first and foremost, and how to let ourselves choose the emotions that we're going to allow to be what I call our GPS. And so I wanted to bring this around and talk about it in soul recovery. So here we go. When I was drinking and when I was really shut down, what I was trying to do was to not feel that what I felt like was that if I allowed myself to feel the feelings that I was experiencing, which were dark feelings, Not all the time, as I've said before, it's not like for the last 20 years that I was in this deep, dark pit. It was, it was an up and down roller coaster. There were great days. There were hard days. There was days where there was a lot of stress. There was days where there was more ease, but there was a generalized feeling of discontentment, a generalized feeling of wishing that it was just different. And that comes from having the world around me feel really out of control. And as we know, part of that is just the stress of life, just the part of being human, having a family, raising kids, being in a working environment, the world as it is. 
And I had a lot of difficulty in allowing myself to feel not only the high feelings, but the low feelings, or I guess actually the truth is not only the low feelings, but the high feelings. And it's fascinating and interesting that we choose things to numb us up, to cover up this discomfort that we feel because we want to cloak it with something. And it not only dampens those lower feeling tones, but it also keeps us from feeling those higher feeling tones, unless they're false. There's nothing like that elation feeling when you take part of whatever your behavior or your substance is, but it's an immediate crash or an immediate change. It's the spike in it is so narrow and it's not an actual feeling or an actual emotion. It is a chemical feeling inside. Emotions are something that when I quit drinking and I started doing soul recovery, and I started allowing myself to unpack all the stuff that was going on inside, allowed myself to actually feel these feelings that I was so afraid to feel. For me, what I realized was that A, they weren't nearly as despondent or incredibly dark or painful as I had led them to be. It was almost like a phobia where you're so afraid of something that you don't do it. And the more that you don't do it, the more it grows and grows and grows and grows. And then you actually immerse yourself in it and you realize it wasn't as bad as you thought. And it doesn't mean that there wasn't pain in there, that I didn't have to really take responsibility for my part in things. But what I started to come out was that this actual allowing myself to feel was a good thing. And not only was it a good thing, both the anger and the love and the sadness and the joy and the feelings of grief and the feelings of elation, the feelings of deep connection and the feelings of lost opportunities. But I started to recognize that what I was putting my attention to is what I was getting. And then as I've done this spiritual studying, this is a spiritual reality. This is a spiritual law where your energy goes, energy flows, right? Where your emotions go, energy flows. What we are concentrating on, what we are thinking about, what we are putting our energy into is actually what we are creating. And likewise, this fear that we have of feeling our feelings is actually not allowing us to notice and be aware of and take control of in ourselves what is happening inside of our body and what's happening inside of our heart and what's happening inside of our mind and helping us decipher and decide, is this something that we want? Is this working out for me? Is this an emotion that is okay with me? And so through soul recovery, We begin to unpack what we were afraid of letting out, what we're afraid would explode and be too much. And we're taking it out to look at it. And we're taking it out to evaluate, is this serving me? And on the other side, how is my holding on to this emotion benefiting me? I know that if I was really honest with myself, The more I put all that energy on 
blaming and shaming the rest of the world for not being what I wanted, the less I had to take a look at myself, the less that I needed to take responsibility for my own happiness. And yet, just like allowing those feelings to come out, when you let go of the need to control or have everything else show up for you in a way that you think is what you want, and you take responsibility for yourself, a great opening happens, a great freedom happens. That surrender actually opens up and allows you to be more in touch with what your true feelings are. And so I think of it, as I said, as an emotional GPS. One of the things that I've loved about the new GPS and Google Maps and all the things that happen now, I think about when I was in high school and I had one of my first jobs selling these two-for-one coupon books on the phone. And we had these long lists of phone numbers that were just basically a phone number one digit different, one digit different all the way down. And we would just randomly call these phone numbers and solicit for these two for one coupon books. I thought it was such a fun job because I was kind of on my own and I was driving by then. And so I would go off to this weird storefront and smoke cigarettes. And my mom didn't know I was smoking cigarettes. It was my one sneaky thing that I did was a kid and be able to make these phone calls. And when we sold one of these books, and I remember they were pretty expensive. I mean, this is in the 80s and they were 25 or $30. That was a lot of money then, right? And we were promising them that they would have all of this savings, hundreds of dollars in savings with these two for one coupons. Anyway, I digress that once you sold it, then you would give directions, and you would get directions from them. And I learned how to decipher and dictate very clear directions, a right here, a left here, what are the stop signs, what are the markers. And so I had learned at an early age how to take easy and quick directions from people. But I remember the first time that this new navigation, this GPS system came about the joy that I had about letting go of my fear of getting lost, of not knowing where I was going, that even though I had learned over time how to get good directions, I hated not knowing where I was going. And so I could relax and I could just let the GPS take me where it said. And maybe it said a different way than I normally would have traveled, but I could relax and trust that I was just going to let it take me to where it was supposed to go. And that that destination at the end, most of the time, as we all know, sometimes the GPS has led us to a brick wall or out in a field. But most of the time, it leads you to where you wanted to go. And so I've thought of this so many times in terms of our emotional GPS, but we shut it down. We don't think of our emotions that way because we've spent so much time and energy either covering up an actual emotion such as sadness with anger or putting that energy on somebody else or just shoving down those feelings until there's nothing left that we don't allow our emotional GPS to be our guide. And so over time with soul recovery, 
I've had this opportunity to begin to allow this GPS to be my guide, just like my Google GPS is my guide. So what does that mean? So that means that now that I am clear and clean of alcohol, I can actually recognize that I'm feeling irritated or annoyed before it turns into flat out pissed off, like just bitchiness, right? And so then this GPS, just like anything else, is something that I can recognize and I can ask, what is going on in here? What's going on with why do I find myself feeling annoyed? What is it that's making me feel like I'm discontented? And I'm asking it questions just like, where are you taking me? Where is this discontentment taking me? And I can either fight what the GPS, the road is, and I can pretend like it doesn't exist and I can make different turns and not be paying attention and end up somewhere that I don't want to end up, like in a big raging fight with my husband. Or I can allow it to take me where it's trying to take me, which is to be in touch with it, to recognize that I'm having this feeling, to question myself, what's going on for me? And then maybe I might recognize I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I have a lot going on and there's a lot of pots on the fire and there's a lot of moving parts going on here and I'm being asked to do this one more thing or something is happening in the house that is not part of my plan and that's what has me. That that is what is creating this emotional discontent, this discord in me. And I can recognize what it is for me. And as we know, part of the soul recovery journey is to notice what's happening with us, to put that energy on ourselves, to recognize this is our learning, our expression, and to be not putting this need and pressure and determination that the rest of the world is going to show up for us and do what we need and think that we need and want for us to get what feels like our way. And that is not always easy. So it might mean in that kind of a situation, if I have a lot going on, I've got a lot of pots going on my fire, I have a bunch of things happening and I'm annoyed because maybe Rich is coming at me with, hey, Rich, I need you to do XXX. Actual example recently is get our taxes together for the tax guy. Instead of allowing myself to go down that path of annoyance and bitching and complaining, What I can come back to is myself and I can breathe, notice what that GPS is taking me to. And I can be able to clearly say, I really want to do that. That is on my priority list and I'm not going to be able to get to it for two more days, but I can make a commitment to you to do it in this next period of time. And then you notice that it dissipates because you've recognized it. And that's just a daily practice of something that's happening. But so often there's actually a longer trip, a longer GPS trip that's happening where we can't have clarity about what we want in our life unless we start noticing what is not working for us and not complaining about it, not commiserating with people about all the problems and how unlucky we are and why nothing goes our way, but coming from a place where you notice that these feelings that you have are 
not satisfying to you, that they are not the direction of where you want your life to go. And so just like where your emotions go, the energies flow. What are these emotions that we are letting us take us down roads and paths that are not actually going to take us to happiness, to joy, to satisfaction, to connection, to feeling part of? Because they continue to be emotions that take us into anger, into frustration, into resentment, into being closed, into being rigid, into being alone, into being isolated. Because we don't allow ourselves to recognize what's happening, what's really going on in there. And do we want to go down that path? Or are we going to let that emotion that we're having give us some guidance, some tools, some information that we need to be able to go in a different direction that's actually where we really want to be? Can we use that for its best potential of learning instead of get mired down in it, in the muck. And it's not easy. It's actually a gift that we slowly start to learn to give ourselves permission to feel these feelings, the depth of these feelings. And some of them are hard to feel. We might really recognize that the jealousy that we're feeling is really about not being connected, not feeling intimacy, not feeling seen, to recognize that this actually is a pattern that we've had for our whole lives based on something that happened in our childhood, and that we're finding our GPS to continue to direct us to find more jealousy, to find more examples of why we should be jealous that leads us to more suffering. Versus recognizing that this aspect of our life is lacking. And what are we going to do about it? How are we going to make choices in our life that are going to lead us into the direction of what we want? We want intimacy. We want deep love. We want to feel seen and valued. And it might mean that you change your path. It might mean that you change the people in your life. It might mean that you make major different choices about who you are and where you are and what you're doing and who you're hanging out with. The people that we spend time with are the ones that end up being a reflection of our lives. And if you are one of those people who's desiring to grow and to to feel and to change and be healthy and whole and happy, and the people around you are not in that same mindset. We have to have the strength to allow those feelings to help us to move in different directions in our life that are more attuned to who we are, more true to our true full potential selves. And part of that comes from allowing ourselves to feel, really allowing ourselves to feel. And again, Our feelings are part of our construct. They're part of our humanness. They're part of our experience of being alive. And the more that we can open up to the value that they have to share with us, the richness of being human, even the ones that are painful, and not be afraid of them, but allow them to give us 
some direction, some tools, some awareness, some way of having clarity of what's happening in our lives. There's so much to be learned from them. As I get healthier and healthier, my heart gets bigger and bigger. And my capacity to feel is bigger and bigger. And it also means that I'm touched more deeply. I want to tell you that the other thing that's happened is the feelings are more powerful, but that deep pain is less. It's as if I can feel the feelings and have that detached awareness of where things are coming from that might have in the past, like really just broken my heart. And it's different. It's a richness of feeling and an awareness of the tenderness that comes, but it's not this jagged pain anymore, at least not as often, because I have so much more compassion for everybody involved, for everything in the situation that I've let go of the need to control the world around me and see that we're all just in this dance together and that my suffering is equaled by somebody else's complexity and suffering in their life and that it's not about figuring out who wins. It's about figuring out how we can dance and put those feelings together for the best outcome for everyone and that my needing to take care of myself and have my own spiritual life and lean on my higher power and trust and know that when I can allow this emotional GPS to happen, that higher power is actually leading me out into the best and highest good when I'm constantly choosing love, when I'm leaving behind fear, when I can look at a situation and I can think to myself, What is the most loving thing that can happen in this? And some of that means that there needs to be boundaries. Some of that means that I need to let somebody else have their own experience. Some of that means that I need to put my healing first. That's new and different from how it was years ago. But it is the most loving thing you can do for all involved. And it's partially because I'm allowing my emotions to really give me clues and be the guidance that is leading me to the next best and highest thing for the greatest good of all involved. So I hope this gives you some ideas and some tools to think about and the knowledge that how you feel is important and to dig underneath just a little bit, especially those top emotions the anger and the fear, allow yourself to come underneath and touch the more tender parts of yourself and question what's going on. And as always, this is why I'm here. Working with me and doing spiritual coaching, we can get in there and take a look at some of those things in a soft and tender way that is supportive and helpful to you. It is your own journey. You don't have to set up for a million sessions. Just sign up for one session with me and let's see how we can start to move you towards that path of living the life that you absolutely love, being your true fullest self and leaving behind all this darkness and baggage that no longer serves you. 
allowing yourself to be your fullest and most beautiful aspect of who you are that lets go of that deep, jagged pain and opens up to the beauty of loving your life, loving everybody in it, no matter where they're at. It is possible. If I can do it, you can do it. So thanks for listening. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you're ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net where you can find more about me, Rev. Rachel, book your spiritual coaching sessions, subscribe to receive email updates, and even listen to some of my original music. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage or subscribing on Apple Podcasts or becoming a Patreon member. When you become a member or a subscriber, you're going to receive an extra bonus episode each week, and your support is really appreciated. By following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group to become part of our transformational community. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.